0: Hi guys, and welcome back to the 6th episode of the Couch on Ice podcast. I'm your one host, Rylan Tremblay. And the other, Jordan McDowell. And for today's episode, let's kind of keep going before we're talking about last episode. A lot of Olympic talk we were talking about, so might as well go through the next team. And today, we'll be talking about the USA team, which looks pretty good if I say so myself. Exciting if you're American. Terrifying if you're not. Yeah. (laughs) 'Cause they look pretty good. Um so if you want to kick it off, Jordan, with what you got for the forwards, we'll we'll start yeah. with that. I mean the big name. Austin Matthews. That's yeah. gonna be exciting to watch him play. Yeah, he's gonna be so good at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. Like, uh the two uh two I'm excited about that have been playing very good, Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Hockey. Uh Patty Kane, Brock Besser, Kyle Connor, Jack Hughes, Brady Kachuk, JT Miller. Alex Dabrinkit, Jake Gensel, Eichel, Dylan Larkin, and Max Pacioretty. Yeah, pretty much the exact same as mine. Um, I'll just kind of rifle off mine right away. So number one player on mine is Patrick Kane because it's obvious he's probably going to wear a letter. If not, probably not the C. C. I wouldn't. But still, he'll probably be the best player for that team if it's not Matthews. And then speaking of the devil, Matthews, Jack Eichel. I got JT Miller, Jake Gensel. Patch, Max Pacioretty, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau, um, Brock Besser, Brady, and Matthew Kachuk, Kyle Connor, Dylan Larkin, and Alex DeBrincat as the 13th forward. And just a couple of honorable mentions I want to throw in there that could definitely make it. I have Jack Hughes, where you put him in the team. Mm-hmm. The way he's progressing, I don't see why he couldn't, but he hasn't shown me enough to be, like, in a year's time, he will make this star-studded yeah. Yeah, U.S. team. loaded forward options. And and for, to find a small, gifted, offensively forward, well, I already just named how many. Like, <laughs> exactly. They, they got a lot, like Patrick Kane, Jake Gensel, Johnny Goudreau, like mm-hmm. Brock Besser, they're, like, not huge. Kyle Conner, like, kind of similar molds. Um and then I also got, I got T.J. Sochi in there. I got Blake Wheeler, Clayton Keller, and actually have Brian Rust in yeah, there. You know, the way I, he's been playing for Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. if he keeps it up, I don't see why they don't throw him on line with Gensel. Yeah, I was, I was literally about to say that. Is he obviously plays with Jake Gensel, so that would make for, yeah, for it, a great line mate. Well, and exactly, he's been playing with Crosby and Gensel the season to start, and I mean. I think back when Canada did it with bringing Chris Kunitz just to play with Crosby because Chris Kunitz was fantastic playing Crosby. I don't see why U.S. doesn't do that either, but I don't have him making it because I don't think he's that upper echelon player that they could choose over. Like, who are they going to drop from? I have, like, Brady Kachuk, based off who I listed, or Patch Reddy, if he's a little older, but... I think you gotta have either Wheeler or Reddy on that team. Yeah. I think Reddy just has a bit more firepower. Yeah, and both speed. Of them, Both of them definitely bring the the leadership that they need on this team. Yeah, in so, the forwards especially. Yeah, a and, lot of these forward guys are, are younger to mid twenties. Yeah, and like, I I see Blake Wheeler making the team strictly as to be captain. Yeah. Um, that's why I kind of have him. He's really on the fence for me. Like, yeah, he can easily he'll, make, yeah it. he'll definitely be old, but he's he's somebody who is aged well. Yeah, he has. He's hit 90 points, I think, two or three times after turning 30. Mm-hmm. He's not having the greatest start to a season, but is Winnipeg really that good? So, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's still a year down the line, but let's move on to defenseman. I'll, I'll kick it off. So, for me, this is probably the easiest part, actually. Um, I have Zach Rensky, Seth, uh, Seth Jones, Quinn Hughes, John Carlson, Tory Krug, Jacob Slavin, and Charlie McAvoy. Mm-hmm. And for me, Kruger, Mac voice kind of the extra guy in there. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw in my honorable mentions to Ryan Suter. I, I can see him being yeah. a, yet another player who could be a captain of this yeah, team. Yeah, for sure. Jacob Truba. I just read a lot of people saying that they put him in. Personally, he's at the bottom of my honorable mentions. Yeah, I don't cause... rate him that high. But he's a big body. He has a hard shot. He can make it. Um, terrible. To battle him in front of the net, uh, and then I got, I got Jeff Petrie, who,
1: the way been he's playing. been playing,
0: he could Excellent. win it. If he plays this way all year, he can win an Norris. Mm-hmm. Like he's been for outstanding. Sure. I don't think he'll keep that pace, but no. And then I have Adam Fox as mm-hmm. well. The, I don't even think he's the youngest because I think Quinn Hughes is, but he is outstanding. Yeah, he's like, a great Like the there's Rangers. a reason why the Rangers gave up Brady Shea. Jake or they got Jimmy. Rage and are getting rid of D'Angelo mm-hmm. and are comfortable about it it's because of this kid yeah. he is unreal yeah. and I think he is the best shot of those four to make it based on his mm-hmm. s- skill level right now and the way he's projected tr- to be or projected to be sorry so yeah and, and actually I have him in mind I have Adam Fox I've got Wrensky, Krug Seth Jones Jacob Slavin Charlie McAvoy Quinn Hughes, and John Carlson. Yeah, so it, it's pretty similar. I mean, most people have it pretty similar. Like, I wouldn't be surprised Wierenski and Jones play together because he played together at played Columbus. Together. Exactly. Probably the best pairing in the NHL mm-hmm. on their day. Obviously, Seth Jones has had a pretty rough start, but still, John Carlson, with the way he's putting up points last year, yeah. he should make it. Very suspect to his own end, but the offensive numbers don't lie. And he's great at moving the puck up. He's great yeah, at yeah, breakouts. So, so excellent at moving the Quinn puck Hughes, up. who by this time I wouldn't be surprised, is if not the best player on the US national team, yeah. maybe the best player in yeah. the world. Defense defenseman in the world, I should say. Because he's unbelievable. He, he had days, a slow start and he's still a point per game defenseman. Yeah, he's like, spectacular. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Um, but no, and like Jacob Slavin, I think, is the most underrated well-rounded defenseman yeah. out there. Yeah, I think his of defensive assets are going to be uh, really special for this team. He's just a gamer. He just does everything right. And you just need those types of players. You need yeah. those glue players that are also very good number yeah. one, number two defenseman, And yeah. Charlie McAvoy, I think he could be up there also being one, one of, of the best. One of the best defensemen out there. He's a nasty player too. And I mean that with the most respect yeah. coming yeah, moves. well, I mean, it fits the Boston play style exactly, and he, he's just been great mm-hmm. at everything he's doing. He's progressing very, very well. And then obviously, Tori Krug, like power play specialist. If mm-hmm. he is not on a power play, it would surprise me a little bit. It'd probably be for me. It's between him, Quinn Hughes, and Carlson. Yeah, for sure to make it. But Krug is kind of the odd man who probably would get scratched for a game, but. No, that's which is a pretty solid decor, and I'll let you kick it off. We'll move on to the goaltenders, which I feel like are pretty similar. Yeah, I assume. But I got Hellebuck. Yeah, who starting I think goalie, will probably start. Easy. I I don't see a world he doesn't start. He's mm-hmm. he's already, if not the best goalie, top three goalies mm-hmm. in the NHL now. Like he's yeah. got to be the starter. Um, not to discredit the backup that I assume you're about to say right now. John Gibson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is playing like a Vesna goalie right now on mm-hmm. a very piss-poor Anaheim team. And he will be a very big leader on this team. Yeah, and he's he's just always been pretty consistent. He had a bit of a rough year last year, but he didn't have much help in front of him. He yeah. still doesn't have much help in no, front of him. it's not like him. Anaheim's the strongest team. No, not anymore. But I, I think he's definitely, if Hellebuck is cold, why not throw gibson in there uh and the other name i've got is thatcher demko see i have him too which is funny because he is such a weird player to predict yeah because my reasoning is just the way vancouver is setting him up i really like it yeah i do too he's been struggling a bit but vancouver has as well we'll kind of talk about that a bit later um Vancouver's his big struggles especially considering i had them to make the playoffs but no I, I i like his game i i loved what i saw in the playoffs i mean obviously everyone kind of did there and yeah, those three was, games was... against vegas he was unbelievable mm-hmm. like those three games was the best i've ever seen a goalie play in the playoffs probably yeah. if like not for a long long time so it, it's tough i my honorable match for an goaltender is give or uh Ben Bishop there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's going to be 35. He has got the injury bug bad mm-hmm. in his whole career. And I don't even think he'll be healthy. Like, And that's predicting a year in advance. I feel like he'll be injured. Because <laughs> he's always injured at the most inopportune times. Yeah. Like this postseason. I mean, lucky that Dallas had Dobby to fucking mm-hmm. carry them through to the finals. But he's outstanding. It's just his health is... Yeah. worry for me and i think he's gonna have an early retirement which is sad to say because he's a fantastic goalie but no it's i i think it's demko's there really isn't anyone else that i see like maybe next up, like casey DeSmith mm-hmm. <laughs> pittsburgh's one B, which would there, be catastrophic if there that's was a, a young american goalie whose name got thrown around a bunch that i was seeing spencer knight that was the one yeah um i i thought about that too and i was really good i was like yep that's the one i'm like no that's so maybe four years yeah i just think it's too soon too soon especially when it comes to goalies it's a year away and he's not played an nhl game yet Mm -hmm. and u.s it's not like this is a team the u.s that doesn't have many NHLers on exactly. You can pick from many, many, many NHLers. And right now, I would easily pick Casey DeSmith over him. Yeah. I would pick a lot of goalies yeah. over him. Like, I'd pick Martin Jones over him, and he's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, it just it just shows, like, he's so young. So yeah. many expectations on this kid. He hasn't even touched an NHL light surface. Yeah. And, seen. And right? as we've seen with goalies sometimes they don't turn out and sometimes you cannot predict how no turn out. it's so different yeah like it's, it's, every it's goal, goal is different it's a different um sport when it comes to learning how to play it as opposed to well especially for goaltenders when they need to be mature yeah like so mature to the point where they can't be thrown in at 19 and be like, hey, you're the starter kid. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. They need seasoning big time. They need to get as much ice time as they want. It's not like having a forward that you draft like top five. You could play him on the third line if he's not playing good. He's still getting ice time, though. Mm-hmm. The goalie's a backup. He's not playing. Mm-hmm. Like, And when he does, it's 10, 20 games in mm-hmm. a regular season. It's like 20, 30. But still, I... I I think it's way too early to say that. Yeah, no, and that's exactly and, and why I didn't put him. If he goes, will he even get a game? Exactly. And, and same thing goes for like Demko. Yeah, I exactly. Who I have? I I don't see <laughs> exactly because was obviously we brought Hellebuck starting, and I think a Vesna Trophy winner last year, and I think he will be consistent like he usually is. Well, and he's only like twenty seven. Exactly. Is like. he? He'll be in his athletic prime exactly and i don't see him slowing down at all i i I can maybe see him taking a small step back but his small step back is still an elite goalie you're taking (laughs) a small step back from vesna levels yeah that's like that happens yeah it happens like if if you live up to that high expectations there's a big chance that you're gonna be below them when they you skyrocketed that high so i just don't i don't think that third goalie get much games anyways because it'll be hellebuck and gibson's yeah they're fighting they don't, fighting for they that don't need goal. to gamble on a young goalie playing no and good. unless something like catastrophic yeah, happens like, like, uh, like uh, hellebuck gets hurt and gibson plays like ass or exactly, vice versa exactly. or both get hurt for god to bid but like yeah exactly it's so you never know what's going to happen so, I, I just can't see that third goalie, no matter who it is really playing. And if anyone, it's probably going to be Gibson. Or, yeah. or, sorry, Gibson Bishop. um As that third goalie that would get a game in. Yeah. Like, like in, I think, back to 2010 there, Marc-Andre Fleur was the third goalie. Mm-hmm. I think he got one game in against Denmark, and they killed him, like, 12-0. <laughs> so, I guess, and it's Denmark. So, it's just, no, it's way too... Early to tell with those young guys, but like I said, the third goalie probably yeah. won't get much game time. No, and especially too early when it comes to goalies. Yeah. And but with this team, if it's built the way it is built, even on paper, is wow. Yeah, it's it's a dynamite team. Dynamite team. There are a little bit of question marks with it. Um, obviously being well, I think Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane are slam dunk, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think Jack Eichel's a slam dunk. I think Matthew Kachuk is. But the question marks for me are kinda will Johnny Goudreau play good because we've seen him go into big slumps before and I'm not too confident in him as a what I've seen obviously when he's on he is one of the he's best off, players yeah. on the ice yeah, at sure. all times no matter who's on the ice with him yeah. he's one of the best out there yeah when he's on the he can he can completely take over a game offensively but on the flip side when he's cold, he is bad. Yeah. And he's a, a detriment. He's a liability. His size is such a problem when he's mm-hmm. not playing good offensively and not playing smart. And he is a lazy streak at times. Obviously this season he looks hungrier than I've ever seen him before. Still don't think it's up to Johnny Goudreau par. Um mm-hmm. but I, I I wonder with him. Brock Besser's another kind of slump player. Not as big, but like He's also kind of gotten hit by the injury bug a bit. So we'll see with that. I think I like Jake Gensel for this team. He's been very consistent for two, three years now. Mm-hmm. and Since he's been in the league, actually, mm-hmm. he's been very consistent and plays awesome with great players and can drive his own line. We yeah. saw last year when all these injuries piled up for Pittsburgh. Crosby and Malcolm were out at a time and he just took over. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see why he couldn't do that. Yeah, no, I don't see a world where Gensel's not brought. Yeah, it, even as a depth, like third, exactly. fourth liner exactly. scorer, mm-hmm. like I, I see him playing third line. I, I think that's probably the best slotted, unless someone like Goudreau plays bad or whatever the case may be. Right. But that offense looks awesome. I'm so excited to see Matthew Kuchuk in that tournament because there isn't many big hits and like fights and aggression in the Olympics because it's skill versus skill. That's going to be changed this mm-hmm. because if imagine a. Net front battle between Matthew Kuchuk and if Shea Weber makes the team. Oh my god. There's going to be broken jaws everywhere. Teeth flying everywhere. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, um, I, I like their offense. For me, their defense is great. But I'd be terrified if the US doesn't have the puck. Mm-hmm. If it's in their own end, I don't know. Because yeah. with how good, especially the top five teams are I guess four if you're not including the US with it, with Canada, Finland, Sweden and Russia, they've got so much offensive dynamite. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget teams like Germany that do have Dreisaitl and Stutzla and they got some offensive weapons. If they're out there, I like looking at their defense here, like Seth Jones is great defensively and I like to think Roransky's very good. Hughes is pretty good, but Carlson's not great defensively. Krug isn't awesome. Like, it's... It's it's kind of a... It's not necessarily necessary detriment. They're not going to be a liability by any means. Yeah, like but it, it's something they'll at have times. to be aware of. They'll have to be aware. Whatever. But I think Hellebuck will cover a mm-hmm. lot of big mistakes that that defense team makes. And I look at their offense, too, in a defensive standpoint, and they're not that fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't look at really many of those players, and I'm like, oh, I'd be... He's going to be so big in their own end. Not really any of them, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, I don't know. So we'll see. I think they're going to face a lot of shots and a lot of big chances. And it will kind of trickle down to goaltending like it does pretty much every yeah. game of hockey it is. It, it trickles down to that. Yeah, but, especially when it comes to the big nations. Yeah, Like you mentioned, they just have so much So much firepower. offensive firepower. Like, Imagine Russia's first line. What's that gonna look like? What Ovi, Sveshnikov, and like Kuznetsov or something, or yeah. Malkin? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> Imagine coming that coming at you. Fucking they hell. can all shoot harder than almost everyone in the NHL. And they're Russian. Yeah, like, they're bad shit crazy, <laughs> and oh. I mean that in a good way as exactly, well. Like especially. teams like that, and then like Finland with like Aho and mm-hmm. Line A. Mm-hmm. and. Like, it's just, there's so many firepower. And then, not even to mention Canada, what we were talking about last. Exactly. McKinnon and McDavid coming at you, I don't care who you are, I'd shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I'd, I'd turn terrifying. around to run, and McDavid would already be gone. Yeah, he'd already scored the goal before he turned around. Exactly. Like, and McKinnon, he would be taking the shot as you turned around. <laughs> like, it's it's just that type of tournament. It's so high-paced. Yeah. So much skill. And I wonder if this defense might struggle a little bit. And the biggest thing I find with the States is there's a lot of egos. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of egos on those teams. And can they shake that and play as a team? Because that's usually what makes them lose games is they don't play as a team. And we look at the World Juniors, though, this year. They played as a team and were fantastic. And shout out Canada, Mm -hmm. who on paper should have won that game. Not easily, yeah, but that comfortably. And was I'd definitely say. the favorite. The definitely favorite. The, favorite. Sure the favorite. And U.S. play better because they play as a team. They outworked Canada. I mean, obviously Spencer Knight was fantastic, mm-hmm. but no, it, it's it's just wonder of are they going to be able to play as a team? And there's a lot of shooters on that team, which is great, but. What does a shooter need more than anything? Someone to pass him the ball. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I still have very high expectations for this team. I do yeah, think they will win a medal easily. I don't think that will be out yeah, of the question. I think that's what they should be going in expecting. Well, they should be expecting a gold medal, yeah. honestly. And it's, it's kind of tough to say that because Canada's going in saying the exact same thing. Sweden's saying the same thing. Russia is. Mm. And Finland is five teams right there that are expecting to win gold and if they don't like i i I could say sweden and finland are kind of like if we get a medal that's awesome yeah but russia canada and u.s are expecting gold yeah and anything less there's only one winner yeah and so we'll see we'll see how that turns out but no like i said i i like the makeup of this team yeah, some okay. question marks like without any kind of team that you can build but yeah but if you build this team with the with the right chemistry and you're able to handle the egos, i think that this could be a, yeah upper echelon 100 percent. so we'll see what happens um excited for it but let's move on to kind of some more recent news and the first thing i had to talk about is tortorella benching line because this is just you can't write this shit. Like that's so funny. I'm surprised it <laughs> took a week. I am, and I'm not, because, like I said, past podcasts, there, Line A has a lazy streak, and I don't think it was all Winnipeg. I think part of it was Winnipeg that we just didn't see for a long time, but, I, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew gonna be like Line A to Line A, like sit your fucking ass down. Yeah, and I mean, the guy would bench. Wayne Gretzky. He would. And that's that's the thing with Torts. He doesn't care who you yeah. are. You set the pace right away or you don't play. Yeah, And I agree with him. I'm going to jump out right now and say I think Torch can be yeah. a little hard. And he's done awesome to change his coaching style to play in the – to coach in the modern era. Because, oh, if you heard some stories back in day they, they did not sound fun to be in that dressing room, especially when you weren't playing well yeah. or losing – So, he's a very tough coach, but he just expects a lot from his players, and that's why Columbus is so consistent every year Mm -hmm. that he's been there. He takes a team that isn't the most talented and turns them into the hardest working team in the NHL, Mm -hmm. and that's what you need. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Tampa played their heart out, and I mean, they do. I don't want to discredit Tampa to that, but... Imagine they played like yeah, that, obviously. with that tenacity, Yeah. to just, that puck is mine, yeah. and I don't care who you are, I will go through you to get it. They would win and steamroll teams mm-hmm. every night. Every night. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was shown against Tampa that that system works. You work hard, and you will be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Some nights, the bounces don't go, yeah, of course. But, if you work hard, you will win more often than not, if you work hard. 110% every game. So I like... I I, I I don't necessarily like the benching because it was kind of just on a lazy play. It was a But incredible. it was going to happen. He's setting a pace that I don't care who you are. Yeah, he's setting his precedent. Yeah, me. he is. and I see the talent you have, but it doesn't matter to me. No, if you're not going to work for it, you will not play in this mm-hmm. league under me. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. And I like that. I like teams that are pushed to be better because he makes players that are just your average NHLers mm-hmm. into good players. Yeah. And it, it's he brings the best out of all of his players. And if you don't want to play for him, then you won't, won't. play. You yeah. won't play. And, I mean, you'll probably be on a new team pretty soon. So I, I'm all for it towards being hard on line A. I think he might need it like I said, I've always thought he's kind of lazy and a little arrogant about certain things. Which, to, to an extent, you need to have that. Not laziness, but arrogance. But mm. confidence, I guess the word is, not arrogance. But, no, it, it's just, you have to play for your team. And if you're not going mm-hmm. to, I like that he's like I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm all for it to an extent, and hopefully that'll kind of shake some sense into Laine's head. But, I'm sure it will. He's a fantastic player. Yeah, he no, wants to be the best in the league. He just needs to work harder. Yeah, and that's so. where it starts, right? Is that is that want to be the best. Exactly. Once so. you have that mindset, the sky's the limit. So, and going off of maybe some more Columbus news, their new signing, Miku Koivu, uh, former captain of Minnesota Wild for 16 years, he announced his retirement. Um, I, I didn't really... Hear much about it as of right now? Hmm. um I, I just don't heard. There he wasn't much. There really wasn't much. He's kind of up there in age. He, he might just be done. Yeah. This playing environment's tough on everyone. Yeah. And physically and physically mentally. and and especially mentally. Yeah. This being on the road for stretches and COVID protocol and all these new rules and not having fans. It's a different way to play Mm -hmm. and it's not been easy for a lot of these players they've struggled under and a lot of uh sports are playing in different places exactly the first thing that comes to my mind is the toronto raptors playing in tampa bay that's their home arena for this year right and like it's just it's different you're playing the same teams every night too like the same seven to six teams like that's got to build some heat. Yeah. Especially on already rival teams, right? Right. So I'm, I'm not really surprised about the Coyle retirement. It's awfully sad. He had a fantastic yeah, career. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. unbelievable career. Unbelievable. And I wish him the best retirement, obviously. And, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of throw that in to nice, nice, a great career for him, obviously, captain mm-hmm. a team. Yeah, and uh, another very thing that came up for somebody who's – just recently retired was uh the canes having justin williams as their special advisor for the gm yeah which which is nice i i I like when they add former captains to their front office like that like finally the coyotes add shane Doan, and which was needed yeah for that just for that team and it just shows that they're still a part of the team like they're they're not playing with you they're not sitting beside you on the bench but they're still a part of your team And I'm a big fan of when that happens, especially if they can do their job yeah, well. Exactly, because then you feel their impact on and off the ice. Exactly. So we'll uh move on to that and we'll talk let's talk about some other uh new additions and Pittsburgh finally I shouldn't say finally, it's been pretty recent that Rutherford obviously he stepped down, it turned out I'm pretty sure we talked about it last podcast, but it sounded like you want to trade Chris Letang. The team said no. So he resigns. Well, they get a new GM now. You get Ron Hextall. If you don't know who Ron Hextall is, go look at some of his highlights. He's one of, I believe, he's one of the first goalies to score a goal. And he's the first goalie to score a goal in the playoffs for the Flyers, which is funny because he's a Penguin GM mm-hmm. now. And he was the Flyers' previous GM. So, little funny Pennsylvania rivalry there where he's flipping to the other team and uh, I I think this is the smartest choice for the team to go with he's gonna steady the team he's gonna make them competitive he kind of built a lot of that Flyers team right now that's very good Mm. and so I'm pretty optimistic for it I I like some of his signings obviously some of them were a little questionable questionable, but still I, I like what he's done and I like what he can do as a GM and hopefully we'll we'll see some Personally, yeah. I hope there will be some nice changes in Pittsburgh where... Until he flips Crosby to rebuild. Oh, fuck. I'll lose my shit. Uh, trade I don't, goes, see, he, I don't will, he, won't, he won't trade Crosby. Oh. But another player... Or player. Another person you might recognize named. Brian Burke is a part of the Pittsburgh Penguins now. Never thought in a million years I'd no, hear that. So he's president of hockey operations. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know what that entails much. That I really don't know what that entails. I just know he's in the front office. Smart, smart man. For the most part, I, th- I think he went to Harvard or something like that, and so obviously he's a very intelligent man. So that that was kind of shocked me because he's so big on uh, Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it really took him away from that. Career. Yeah, and but then again, he he's a previous GM. He's been in this side of business. It's going to be a cakewalk for him yeah. on all that. So yep. not really another, a surprise. Just another career avenue for him. Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah, just a couple of small things to talk about there. And then I have an interesting fact for you, which I found hilarious. So, the other night, the Edmonton Oilers won their first game without getting a point from either McDavid or Leon Draisaitl since 2017. Wow. 2017. That was three, four years ago like Bad. that was four years ago that's ridiculous mcdavid's that has been, been in the league since 20, 15. Yeah. Like, 2015 yeah like 2015-16 wow that's hilarious that's right i couldn't believe that and i was stunned to hear that i was like no way i wonder what other teams would have gone on streaks like that i don't think any like that long four years yeah. where out of two players oh, it's yeah. different if it's like oh yeah well Pittsburgh wins their first game without Crosby, Malkin, Latang, or Phil Kessel. I know he's not there anymore, but yeah, just a big name I think of without getting a point. Okay, well you just named their top six. Yeah, that's two players, which shows that Edmonton is a team of two players, and it's kind of sad to say. And I'm sorry for any Edmonton fan that might be listening, but they are. It, it, yeah, it, it really. I mean, they are a two headed monster. And the third head is a big shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the body is too. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just... They're such a questionable team. I, I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, personally, unless McDavid yes. keeps on this pace. They, they need a big change. Everywhere. But too. they still need to keep those two yeah, and I mean, make that change, which is their problem. It's going to be tough. I think they've made, started making strides in the past two years yeah, for that. In the right direction, but I mean obviously, uh, when it comes to that team, the first thing you and I can say, they need a good goalie. Yeah, bad, desperately. Yeah. Like, Mike Smith actually got his first start the other night. I'm pretty sure he got shut out, I want mm-hmm. to say. Um, which is great. But it didn't sound like he's going to play again. Mm-hmm. And But they need a starting goalie. Koskinen yeah. is an all-right goalie. If you think he's your starter, you're nuts. Yeah. Because he's not. He's not your elite starting goalie that's going to carry you the cup. Yeah. He can stretch a couple games along where he's gonna play well mm-hmm. and get you some wins. And you need that from a goalie. He is strictly a one B. Yeah. And that's obviously a term used a lot now in the NHL, but that's what he is. And Mike Smith is a backup. Yeah. At best. At yeah. At this point it's, yeah, is is a backup better. to but it has to be to someone like Connor Hellebuyck, Yeah. Summary Price, yeah. John Gibson, Vasilevsky, Exactly. Caliber. Someone that caliber where you get him to play 10-15 games in a regular age 2 game season, I say that. But then, great. Mm-hmm. Like, and he will do good in those games, but he is not playing 40% of your games. And exactly. going to be very successful. So, I just find it interesting how the the one team I question why they aren't, like, pushing for. And obviously, I know they're in a cap crunch. I know it's a cap world. It's really hard to do. But why are they not going after either Anthony or Darcy Kemper? Mm -hmm. Why? Like, obviously, they're not going to give him up for free. But the way that Arizona's like, we need to shed cap, and still are, like, why not? And, like, those are two very good goalies. Obviously, Ranta's kind of injury-prone a little bit. But still, he's a good goalie. A very good goalie. And Darcy Kemper's fantastic on his day. He is awesome. So... I don't know why they don't kind of pursue one. Yeah. Well, I do. I shouldn't say I don't know why. It's a cap world. It's really hard, especially when you're trying to shed cap for a good player. You, If you're shedding cap, you're giving up a lot yeah. for it. Like, if they want to get rid of that Neil contract, which they would love to, mm-hmm. obviously, they would have to probably give up a second or first round pick for it. Mm-hmm. Like So, obviously, yes, it's a... It's a, it's a tough situation being an Edmonton fan, having the best player in the world, and arguably the second or third, yeah, fourth. for sure, one like of the best. One of the best forwards along with McDavid, and you can't win. Yeah. That'd be like if Crosby in Malkin in the 2010s never won a cup. Never. never. And never went to playoffs. People would be, like, baffled. Yeah. Like, and as they should be. Yeah. Like, a team with that two superstars any team would give up probably any team would give up any one of their players pretty much for one of them yeah or even like Taves and Kane when they were in their prime exactly but they won Malkin. Exactly, won OV Backstrom they eventually Eventually won won. but the biggest difference with that is they made the playoffs every Every year year, every year they were great Edmonton can hardly get in they haven't made the playoffs since 2017. And before you guys start screaming at me, say, ooh, last year, they didn't make the playoffs. Okay? They <laughs> lost in the play-in round. So did, I get it. Yeah, funny, huh? Pittsburgh did too. But <laughs> I don't care. Those teams did not make, qualify for playoffs because that wasn't playoffs. Yeah. It's a play-in round to give teams that yeah. still had a fighting chance to make the playoffs yeah. a chance. So it, it's just question marks all around Edmonton and... Another team I'd like to talk about Question Marks Vancouver. Oh my god, it is looking like a dumpster fire there. Yeah, and, and all, there's only two things that I can say aren't on fire there. And that's Quinn Hughes, and that's Nils Hoglander. I think those have been two shining stars of the yeah. team. Yeah, and even Quinn Hughes, who had a slow start, like we mentioned earlier. Um, he had a slow start, and he has still on a point-per-game pace. Like, he's still outstanding. He's still Quinn Hughes. And Nils Hoglander, bright spot in that team. JT Miller, he's been playing very good back. JT Miller has Um, been been excellent. pedersen has been okay. Um, I think we have way too high expectations for him at times. And everyone continues to bring up the fact that it's his contract year, and I don't think there's anything. Worry no, about. nothing to worry about. He's gonna be—he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He's just a special talent. He is, and he is going to—I—I I would not be surprised at all if he wins a Hart Trophy, and I would be willing to easily bet money that he's a finalist for a Hart Trophy yeah. at least once in his career. Yeah, you know, for sure. Easily. For sure. So, it's—I it, don't know what's going all wrong. Well, I—I kind of do. <laughs> Goaltending has not shown up. Mm-hmm. Holtby has looked. And Demko has not looked what they've wanted. And, I mean, look, he played fantastic in those three games. And I get we put him in our U.S. um, prediction team for the the Olympics. And I still think he can be that starting goalie. I think he can be that good. But why are we putting pressure on a kid that played as a backup last year to one of the best goalies in the league? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean statistically. I mean importance to his team Mm -hmm. in jacob markstrom Mm -hmm. and he came in for markstrom when he got injured in playoffs and played three insane games you can't judge a player off three games if you could put me on a line with mcdavid and watch me score four goals and i guarantee you i will not be able to skate the next Mm (laughs) game like i guarantee it like and it's it's way too early expectations i still think this kid's gonna be good yeah stop trying to paint him as a starter He's not yet. It takes time. Yeah, it takes time. Especially in the NHL. Especially in the NHL. And it's everyone's blaming, oh, well, they had a bad offseason and lost all those players. I don't think that's it. This stems back to bad signings in the past. Name me. Okay, I'm going to list all these players. I will go in cap friendly quickly. And I will list players on how much they're making. And you tell me. you'd want them on any of your teams so before well while i'm searching this up we might as well talk about a a different or other stuff about vancouver i should say like they 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 still have some promise like i'm not too too worried i'm changing my predictions a little bit with them maybe making playoffs but it's it was a tough offseason. Like losing yeah. Chris Tanev hurts. The locker yeah. room. Markstrom's your starting goalie and you lose him. I get why they don't keep him. Because they're either losing him or Demko yeah. in the expansion draft. Yeah. It was a tough situation at a tough time. Yeah. But you gotta get over that stuff. And I don't mean it in a like an emotional standpoint. As a team, you gotta yeah. get over that hump. Yeah. And losing to Foley that hurts. Especially with their basement and, exactly, and especially with how much they gave up for him. They gave up quite a bit. But, I'm going to go through this team, and Louis Erickson. At this point, no. At never point, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, like, not true. Like, Even had his People forget, he him. was traded for Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Tyler freaking Sagan. Yeah. Who is a number one center, who, by the way, we left him off Team Canada team, and I we not throw him in my honorable mentions because he should have been. But still, like, wow. They have Brandon Sutter. Obviously, he's done this year, but it, it affected last season, is what I'm saying. Or this last offseason. He's on a $5 million deal. Mm-hmm. Anton Roussel, who is making $3 million for the next two years. Jay Beagle, making $3 million for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, fourth. Line Zach or McEwen. Uh, I sh- okay, I won't mention Zach McEwen. He's only making eight hundred k. That's not that bad. And like, but like that's just a problem. Like you yeah. cannot be paying bottom players like that. Yeah, it, it's it makes no sense. And they have a no move clause yeah. in their contract. I I had no idea about this. By the way, I just reading this now. I'm surprised. Like, I don't understand why you had to make those signs. Yeah, you want to be bigger. You don't pay Jay Beagle that. Yeah. He's a fourth liner. Yeah. So is Anton Roussel. So is Brandon Sutter. Brandon Sutter might not even be an NHL player on a lot of teams. I get it, he had a hat trick this year. Like, that's great for him. I know he is good on other teams. He was a third line center for Pittsburgh and was very good there for a couple of years. But Louis Erickson's contract's killing yeah, that that one's that one right. hurts. So like it, it's just but you go to imagine he'll retire this probably next year. No, he'll wait that out. You think? <laughs> oh, for sure. I don't see why not. He's getting paid six sure million dollars a year to play five minutes a night. Sign me up sure right now. If if there's any, any NHL players want a Louis Erickson on our team for six million bucks for let alone a season, give me a call. My number's always open. I get. I bet I'll play as good as Louis Erickson. Like it's, it, it's just. It's unfeasible to pay these guys that. And they're lucky that a lot of them are coming off the contracts yeah. this year. And hopefully they can pay yeah, Hughes and, and, and obviously a lot of those contracts are always um, usually unexpected when they bite you. You know, you're paying them yeah. good money because they're either playing good or they have that potential. Things happen. Yeah. But you shouldn't pay On... somebody who's not worth that money that money. And then have them fall off. And, and that's, that's even worse. That the problem is with it too, though. When they signed to that, they weren't worth it at exactly. that time. And like, I'm not gonna throw shade at the Louis Erickson one as much because that was just a bad trade for him. And but the Roussel, the Beagle, yeah. like you can't yeah. do that. You should not be paying fourth liners anything more than two million, and even then, two million. It is, and they have to be like something big for your team. Like, one I think of right away is Revo, Ryan Reeves yeah, for right. Vegas, who is, I, I wouldn't even call him a hockey player. Yeah, like he's, Obviously, he's, he's a good hockey he's player. He's an for impact Wade's. player. Yeah, what he does, he goes out there and he lays the body, yeah. and he, he the scares the shit out of someone. Yeah. That's what he does. Beagle is not that. Roussel, okay, yes, but he's still not worth 3000000 million. They're in this lump where... A lot of their players aren't playing good enough when they should be. And then they have that bottom six that just isn't good. Mm -hmm. It just isn't good. And I'm sorry to say that, Vancouver fans, but you know it's true. They have two lines. They have Pedersen, Besser, Miller, Vertanen, Horvat, and Mm Hoglander. That's it Mm -hmm. right now. Like, that's really all they got. I guess Tanner Pearson's okay, but he's also overpaid. Yeah. Like, it's just such a mess in Vancouver right now. And yeah. If the goaltenders are playing that bad, that's not good. <laughs> that is not good at all for that team. Yeah. And and in that case, honestly, I would just look at Flinding one. Yeah, and obviously the problem is teams see that and they're like oh well yeah they they see that they're gonna time. have to give up an asset to get rid of that yeah and they already gave up assets for Tyler Toffoli yeah and stuff like it it's just it's tough and they're expecting a lot out of Nate Schmidt so am I he's played very poor but I think he could easily step out I, I think he's a very good defenseman yeah, He's a I think little he's overpaid getting, getting for what settled. he what he brings and but like. He's a very good puck moving defenseman. Yeah, man. and I think it's 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 hard to find a uh, a defenseman nowadays that's not overpaid for the most no. part. A lot of them are making considerably more money than they should compared yeah. to like offensive players. Well, and and the the problem is too with overpayments. People say is they only look at the stats. Right. When stats don't tell the whole story no, of at not. all, there's there's the locker shown, room impact. There's the uh, just intangibles of just defensive the, ability. There. There's what they do well along the boards. Yeah. To to like just because they're not scoring goals, if they even just reading, that, yeah, reading out, the play, yeah. yeah, and so. But in Vancouver's case, it's just bad signings, <laughs> and or at least bad lengths.
1: Yes, for sure. Bad if you're lights. gonna
0: pay them like three million, at least make sure it's, it's only like, like a year or two, so yeah. that if it doesn't work on on your favor, you can back out of it. Exactly, and the way the game is now, you need fast four lines. Yeah. If you're, it, it's changed. Yeah, it, and it's uh, even contracts have changed. You don't see unless you are like a superstar, really long contracts. Nowadays. No, and like, well, they took away players able to get like 15 year contracts and stuff like that like like kovalchuk when he got his he just i think he's still getting paid for it like i'm pretty sure when he got bought out or something like that i'm i want to say this is his last year still being paid on that Mm -hmm. that was signed in the 2000s -hmm. the mid 2000s or something like that like it's it's a different time and bad this is just a case of bad signings will bite you in the ass down the line and gms need to be smarter yep the game has changed, and they need to realize that that fourth line fighters are not the way of the league anymore. Mm-hmm. Your bottom six is used for pushing the pace and keeping the aggression up, and battling in corners, doing the nitty gritty stuff that you need, kind of getting some energy and penalty killing. Mm-hmm. You have, if you're on the bottom six, there's one of three things you better just hope. You are to stay in the lineup, a prospect that's just being marinated down there, not yeah. getting oversaturated. Nice times, exactly. A penalty killer, which is very valuable to teams, yeah. of course, and someone that can change momentum. So, yeah. like and it a can be so like third line scorer, and, and exactly, and something it could be something so small as a fight, like yeah. Ryan Reeves, exactly, and obviously. But you have to be able to do other stuff too. You can't yeah. just be a, a drill buster. If that were the case, look how many like Cody Beach, who a lot of you won't know who that is, but Jordan and I do. Being a mo sure he'd be an NHL player making four million dollars. Mm. Like it, it's like Paul Bissonnet. Shout out Spit and Checkers, but he he would still be in the league. Like it, it's just not the game anymore. It's all about speed. You need to be able to skate. Yeah, you yeah, need it's about to speed and stamina. And so. Yeah, it's, it's not looking good there, but some teams I want to kind of bring up, too, that I'm surprised about, and like I want to, like, praise this team and then laugh at them at the same time, the Florida Panthers. <laughs> they have been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Better than I ever thought they'd be. Who that? Like, people are probably asking a question. I mean, I know who he is, but Carter Brehegy, who the hell is that? Mm-hmm. So obviously a Tampa Bay, like, fourth liner last year, but... He's been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Patrick Hornquist, what a trade that turned out to be, yeah. which I knew it would be if you're giving up fucking Mike Matheson for him. And uh, trust me, I know how good Hornquist is. He does yeah, everything I mean, right. Just because he's getting older doesn't diminish his value. No, he's so good. He does everything right. He's so good in front of the net. Yeah. He does the nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah. He fights in the corners. Yeah. Like He battles for that part. So it, it's very – Florida, very good. But – They just had their first regulation loss the other night to guess who? But the fucking Detroit Red Wings. If there isn't a bigger kick in the dick than that, I don't know what is. Yeah. Oh, that's even. I laughed. Even losing to the senators wouldn't hurt that much. Like, yeah. Like, at least they try. Yeah. (laughs) Detroit doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. So it's. I just wanted to like shout the team out they're playing awesome but I want to laugh them a little bit because yeah. it's not it's not yeah. it's not a lose, hockey podcast if you don't laugh at Florida once if you once. lose if you lose to a bad team you're gonna get laughed at yeah so and yeah exactly I, I just kind of wanted to shout them out a bit and a team I wanted to talk about too that is struggling and it's a little surprising but like they've been so underwhelming for the past couple of years that's just Weird because they were in the cup final a few years ago. Nashville, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I read their five and nine or uh, something, or four and nine, one of the two. I can't remember, but that's bad. Yeah, that's not good for a team that was in the cup final what three, four, four years ago. Yeah, that's like, and they, hate, it's not like they were at the tail end of their like, I hate to say it, I think it all goes back to offloading Shea Weber. Yeah, oh, big time. Big time, like PK Subban was awesome for them when he first came in. Fantastic, I'm I'm pretty sure he was up there in Norris voting. Probably, yeah. During that first yeah, year no, in Nashville, he, he was comparable to. He was he well, wasn't as good as Weber defensively at all. Better offensively, probably not as good on the power play because Weber's shot is like the yeah, best yeah, in the NHL. Yeah. So it's but impact the youth, wise they were yeah like and they just did different things. Yeah. Shea Weber was way better defense, way way better but Subban was better at pushing the puck off the ice and acted as a fourth forward and he fell off mm-hmm. I don't know what happened yeah I'm not I, sure it just something happened he's just not been himself at all yeah he never so, really found a home no and New Jersey is not looking great there either so but no it's been just a downward spiral since that cup final and obviously if you lose in the cup final the only way you can top that is winning in the cup final. Yeah, you're you're, setting you're the bar obviously high. you're setting the bar high, but they were not good. Yeah. They've not been good for a while. They have lost in the first round or not made the playoffs mm-hmm. every year now mm-hmm. since. Like I, I, last year, I think it's the first year they missed the playoffs in a couple of years. But it's looking like they're going to get bottom mm-hmm. of their division. Or not bottom, but lower in it in a, a division lot lower with than yeah in a division with. Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. That's awful. (laughs) If you're bad along with them, that's a scary time. They have Matt Duchesne signed to a big ticket. Like, they have a ton of these guys signed long term. Mm -hmm. Yossi's on a big deal, and he's a great defenseman. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not looking good in Smashville. And, or not so Smashville (laughs) at this point, but (laughs) Smashville. Yeah, honestly, it's just not looking great. But it's just a few teams that kind of wanted to give a little bit of talk about. And I know I'm sound like TSN here, but Toronto, I have to give them a little shout out. Back in first, passing Montreal, winning the other night there 4 2. And it, it's, they're a good team. And 100%. But so is Montreal. Yeah, they've been excellent. And I'm actually going to pull something up because I was doing a little. Uh... I no, it's not even research, but predictions of my own, just to kind of bring up on the podcast here. Of I picked my four teams that I think are gonna make it, and I know we did this during the predictions at the start of the season. The four teams we think will make it to the final four, and I want to hear what your thoughts are on this because it's pretty, it's pretty generic. But I have Colorado and Montreal and Tampa and Flyers. Wow, which. And then I have Tampa and Colorado in the final. I yeah. don't know how that's going to work out. Them matching with each other, um, I really am not sure. But we'll see. I just I just wanted to bring that up. Where Montreal actually has that kind Montreal, of shot, yeah, assuming. they do. Montreal looks with good. The way they're playing. Yeah. They look good. Yeah. Colorado slow. They kind of always are. They have yeah. injury problems all the time now. I I see that team winning. I really do they just have all the firepower when they're on they're the best team in the league yeah. with tampa yeah. i'm not gonna say yeah, better and I mean, but and i mean you've got kale mccarr who's playing out of his skin too yeah he's arguably one of the best defensemen in the NHL. which speaking of superstars i think we should end it off with some predictions that we have and this time it's not teams it's awards mm-hmm. so both Jordan and I here. We we have our lists in front of us. We don't know each other's lists yet. We kind of did this off, um, well, obviously off Mike, but um, without each other there. So let let's kick it off. Who do you have for the heart? Heart. Because I mean, mine. I think mine hasn't changed since last year. Well, yeah, I I think McDavid has to win it this year, right? Yeah. And... Like I mean, obviously, Dry could get it too. But I think with just the way he's playing, McDavid deserves it right now. See, and I still have Nathan McKinnon. Interesting. And he's been slow start compared to himself. But he is the biggest impact player in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He is. And i that's no discredit to McDavid because McDavid's just good every night. Yeah. He's just better than everyone every yeah. night. That's the difference. M- McKinnon changes games yeah no and i could definitely see mckinnon winning it simply based off of the fact that his team will probably almost certainly go farther yeah he will have his impact felt longer yeah exactly and i i just i'm so high on nathan mckinnon i love him as a player
1: yeah no and i i I agree
0: i think he's underrated even still with being how how rated yeah i i think he's if obviously you guys won't be able to see it with jordan ken but if mcdavid's like 100 percent the top 100 the top mckinnon is like 99.9 yeah he is half a step behind mcdavid i wouldn't even say half a step like quarter of a step i yeah. think he's that good yeah and that big of an impact player so i have him as my heart trophy i McDavid. i understand the mcdavid the way he's playing so we might as well talk about the art ross because speaking of mcdavid that's who i've got I think he's going to light that up. I think he's easily going to have the most points in the NHL. Mm-hmm. He's the best player in the NHL. Yep. It's easy for him every night. Yep. No, I mean, It's, it, it's, it's a simple... It's a very simple answer. He is the best player, and he plays like it. Exactly. And I, I don't see a world where... And I assume you have him as I that, do. too. And might as well end it off with yet another McDavid award. I think he's going to get uh, the Ted Lindsey, yeah. which is... Basically, the MVP voted on by the players yep. and coaches in the National Hockey League. So, I, I think he'll win that. I again, I don't him. see a world he doesn't. Yep. It makes the most sense. Um, But moving on, uh, for the Rocket, Richard, who do you have for that? Because I have a feeling we have different answers. See, the, I, actually, uh, I feel like I know we have different answers. It's a Capital fan I mean, wants to slot Obi's name right across there. But unfortunately, I'm going to put a Bruin. Really, David Pasternak. Holy shit! Because I didn't think we would have the same answer, but we do. Well, I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Austin Matthews, and because Austin Matthews is my runner-up. Yeah, he's um, a goal scorer. Yeah, he's he's a pure goal scorer. He's leading the league in goals. I think Pasternak's gonna take it. Yeah, um, he's outstanding. He's been so good and, since and he's been back. As much as I hate Boston, they just don't slow down. No, they don't. They have been so good, and they're by the, far the best team in that division. Yeah, they so, like, and I don't see them slowing down at any point, and that's that's scary. Yeah, that's very scary for a team that is coming to the end a, of... So-called coming to the yeah, end, but exactly. apparently not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, apparently. Precisely. So I, I think they'll bring home a little bit of personal hardware with that. And moving from the Rocket, let's go straight to, how about the Vezna? Interested to see who you got for that because mine's basic. Mine's a little bit basic. I've got Vasilevsky. I got Vasilevsky too. It's a safe option. Tampa's gonna be the best team in the National Hockey League this year. He's fantastic. He's great. Another player I want to throw in there is Grubauer. Yeah, that was the other one who I was deciding. He has been so good. If he can stay healthy and play this way all year, he can win it easily. And the big thing for me deciding between them. I, I was gonna put Grubauer simply because of the two shutouts that he has over Vasilevsky. Yeah, and it's just so early. I don't think he can keep up this pace. That's exactly season. why I put Vasilevsky. Is it's, it's like you said earlier? It's a safe answer. You know what level so to expect. Well, he's gonna ice. be a finalist. I I would be willing to put a thousand dollars on it that he will be a Vesna finalist. <laughs> so it, it's kind of the boring. Obviously, it's the boring answer. Um, but I, I like know who another person who's a, big dark horse and will not win it but Mm -hmm. has the outside chance right now is peter marazic as well for carolina he's been fantastic Mm -hmm. so we'll see um but moving on let's go over to how about the selkie who do you got for that the best another defensive forward unfortunately another Bruin. you got patrick face off bergeron (laughs) i do i think bergeron is gonna get his fifth yeah, I, I, I was umming and ahhing about this for a while, actually. This was the toughest this one. Was, this was definitely my, other than I think the Calder. The Calder was pretty tough yeah, for me, too. Yeah, no, for sure. I have I had a couple names out there. I had your, obviously, your Bergeron's, but I didn't pick him. I had the just rally to jump up, being that he's probably, obviously, has a bigger role. Mm-hmm, Does he mm-hmm. take that jump? Philip Deneau, he was up there for those. Right, I mean, uh, Couturier could get a shot. Sean again. Couturier, I had him. But I ended up going with Ryan O'Reilly. Right. He is just the – I don't want to say the best defensive player because it is Bergeron. He, I, yeah, but, like, him and Bergeron are the prototype. Yeah, like, they are. And yeah. he is just that good yeah. at every element of Yeah, and his the impact is constantly And felt. it is. And that's why he just got there recently and he's a captain. Yeah. That's why. That's why he's called the factor. Yeah. Like, that's why he's got – all this stuff going for him like he's a great player I don't see I, I see him easily winning this actually mm-hmm. and but I do see it tighter between those other names I listed so we'll we'll see but we'll go let's go over to the Norris trophy who do you have for that because I'm, I, I have an interesting one that's a little is it basic it's a little early but I've got Kyle McCarr I've got Kyle McCarr I, yeah. I, like we said earlier he's playing out of his skin and, and that's just kind of his game he's the most dynamic player defenseman in the NHL now and my, for me my dark horse is kind of I got Miro Highskin and I love Miro Highskin. I think he's a mm. fantastic defenseman could easily win as well Jacob Slavin mm-hmm. I have in there I don't see why not he, why he shouldn't be in the talks there as well but for me Kael McCarr is just a monster he is so good yeah. at everything. He's so fast. Probably the fastest defenseman in the NHL. He is so good at walking the blue line. He has a great shot, great sense, great passing like. Yeah, offensively yeah. he's dynamite and defensively he's very solid as well too and I yeah and he's and he's extremely reliable to bring the puck up the ice. Exactly. And if you want a one man breakout, you give it to him and the only other person I can think of is like Quinn Hughes and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's He's just that good. So, I'm not surprised we have that as our same. But now, finally, on to the one that I know probably you're most excited to say. Your answer at the Calder. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see who you got. I have a couple names down, but I have one that's obviously the winner that I think. So, who's yours? I've got two that I, that I really struggle to pick between. I think and I want... Nils Hoglander Right. I, okay, interesting. I, I want to hear why you want Nils Hoglander. Because right. I, I think that with how poor Vancouver are playing, he could be given that opportunity to truly break out. Yeah. And and he has that potential. And he's shown already that he is more than likely going to be a, a good NHL. Yeah. Player. He's going to, he sh- very much should be a good top six winger in this league. The other name that I was struggling with. To not put down, which I think is probably c- the current favorite, Kaprazov. Yeah, 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 and that—that's who I put down. I—I I think Kirill yeah, Kaprazov's is going to win it. I think he's he, probably the favorite right he's now. He's turned a Minnesota team that's been very average to pretty decent. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way and say, oh, he's turned them into a juggernaut because they're not a juggernaut, but unexpectedly good. He's been very good, and like he's everyone's favorite right now yeah another name i want to throw out there is tim Stutzla. yeah no he I, has been I think great i don't think he'll win it for sheer reason i don't think so either of ottawa being bad but i definitely see him being a hundred percent top five in yeah i oh i i think he'll easily get top three mm-hmm. personally um i also have josh norris from ottawa who's playing awesome mm-hmm. has been excellent but I I do want to throw in Lafreniere in there too. I'm not gonna put him in like right now, nowhere no. near. He's probably one of the bottom finalists for rookies this yeah. year, definitely. Yeah. But he's the number one overall pick. Is he gonna turn it on? Like yeah. he could, he very well yeah. could. He could Obviously, go on a real hot streak. On the flip side, he could be pretty yeah, he poor could, all season. Could cons- Never continue. know. But I'm not gonna shut him out because it's been ten to 15, ten to fourteen games in. Whatever. He was picked number one for a reason. And that's that's the whole point of it, and I guess we'll we'll see what happens with him. I really do think he's got an outside shot. He's definitely running behind, yeah. But and he needs to get his game up quick, and needs basically be point per game starting. Mm. But he has that potential. But he has that potential, and I I, I just kind of want to throw his name in there for it because I, I definitely could. He's see worth it. a mention. With, he's worth a mention. Simply how good he. Could But for for me, it's I the Other than the only other player on that Minnesota team that's like turned it around is Cam Talbot, Mm -hmm. which is surprising as hell to me. But it made me think back to they had so bad goaltending. All they needed was someone to stop easy shots. Mm -hmm. Talbot can do that. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not a bad goalie. No, he's certainly certainly a reliable goalie. He's not going to win you a Stanley Cup. I'm sorry, he, he isn't. Minnesota's not winning a cup. I think they'll make playoffs, and I stand right by where I'm pretty sure I picked them fourth mm-hmm. to make it, and I think they should make it because of those two guys. Yep. And it's just great. They've been great. And that's that's all I can say, those two guys. And another shout-out to Minnesota, how well they've been playing. Yeah, and how well they've been for, bouncing back. Yeah, from, from just were. being a very bang-average team. Like They are With the low, definition but- of a bubble team. The definition, yeah, with low expectations too. Yeah, and like they were expected to do not great this year. They had a big turnaround. They mm-hmm. don't have an actual center. Yeah, and well, okay, they do, but it's Nick fucking Benino is their number one center. Yeah, not Nick Benino of old. Yeah, not Who I still put as a Number one, and he still wasn't. He was an. I, I classify him at that time as an elite third line center. Yeah, and uh, an average. To slightly below second liner. Yeah. He's not a first liner. And Nick Bino is a great player. I think he should be in the NHL. No questions asked. No. no, 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 He's just not that good. Yeah. I think his biggest asset is his mental side of the game. Yeah. He's he's really smart. And he plays the game very smart. Yeah. (laughs) But that only gets you so far. Exactly. The same as if you're outstandingly athletic. That only gets you so far. Exactly. You need to have both elements to be elite and he's just not that for a number one center yeah. but no i'm um, yeah. they can do and the, that's they're setting the bar for themselves and that's what they need to do exactly and they they like they have a great out. they have a great defense and that's what's going to win them games they're not going to win games like eight to two ever no they should never no. win no. a game by three four goals honestly mm-hmm. or i shouldn't say three four or five goals they should never win a yeah game but at the same time they shouldn't be getting shelled in by five they, exactly and that shouldn't be the case anymore with Cam Talbot and Katkanen, yeah, who also has been playing very good yeah. in there. They at least he's kind of their reliable. future goaltender, which I'm a big fan of too. So we'll kind of see what happens with it. But so that was our predictions for the awards in the NHL season. I'm sure we'll probably revisit yeah, this in, early, right? in due time. It's very early. I'm sure, halfway through the season, we'll revisit this again and kind of like see what we have yeah. written down and in comparison. But that has been a Couch on Ice podcast, and we'll see you guys again next week. Go follow our socials. I just put up a new Instagram account, for the Couch on Ice podcast. Setting up a Twitter rate as we speak, too. So go follow to get any insight analysis on us. But for now, see you guys next week. Peace out.